The Philadelphia Eagles are 3-0 after a 25-11 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, the Locked On Eagles postgame show coming your way. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to the postgame show. The Eagles take it 25-11 to over Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football to get to 3-0 for the second time since 2016. And Gino, you look at the score, 14-point game, still some up and downs when it comes to the passing attack. Jalen Hurts, four turnovers now in three games. The play calling suspect, especially in the red zone, some drop touchdown passes, some brutal penalties, still a lot of, you know, self-inflicted wounds. And yet I would still say this was the most complete game they had played from an offensive, defensive, and special teams perspective. I think this was the most complete win they've had all year. And the score really won't tell you that. There's a lot of ways to kind of personify tonight's game, but yeah. I think an easy way is like you go to a wedding and it's awesome. And the things you complain about are like, I didn't like how the napkin was folded. Like I didn't like how the silverware was placed down. It was a little too bright in there, but it's like, oh yeah, it was still an awesome time. And that's what it was. I mean, the whole game, there was no point where the Eagles felt like the lesser football team, where they felt like they were out coached. Like week one, they definitely got out coached in multiple facets. I thought, Last week, Kirk Cousins put together a pretty good offensive showing. Baker Mayfield did nothing today. He couldn't get it going in the air. They couldn't get it going in the ground. And why was that? Because the Eagles dominated on defense. They're once again this unit that everybody, regardless of what decade you grew up as an Eagles fan, is getting back to. I mean, they have the second coming of Jerome Brown and Jalen Carter. This kid is going to win the defensive rookie of the year. At Looks this more rate. like Reggie White to me at this point. I mean, holy cow. I mean, he's playing out of this world. Fletcher Cox looks like he's 21 again. Josh Sweat continues to be incredible. Even Nolan Smith is showing up. Marlon Tui-Polotu. And we're just talking about the defensive line. Talk about the offensive line that, once again, put together a 200-yard rushing performance on the ground, just making DeAndre Swift the best toy in all of Philadelphia. 130 right now. yards on 16 carries, 8.1 a pop. That's Memphis. Like, that's Kenny Gainwell at Memphis type of numbers. Like, that's Conference USA. Well, that's Swift at Georgia. Like, the yeah. NFL, because he was traded and Detroit drafted a running back at 12 overall, I think people thought, like, you know, Swift was just throwaway. I mean, this was a former second round pick that was basically given away for nothing, and he's 24 years old. He is exactly what the Lions want Gibbs to become. You know, you mentioned Jalen Carter and DeAndre Swift already. The fact, and we say it every week now because they're both continuing to dominate, the fact that the NFL at the Eagles get both of these players in a two-day span, a three-day span, when they already had a strength, an elite offensive line and run game, and an elite defensive line, and you let them add to those units, DeAndre Swift and Jalen Carter, I mean, seeing that double-team Carter beat and then the next play, he Falco punches the ball out of Rashad White's hands for the forced fumble. I mean, I can't believe how good those two have looked over the last three weeks. 
it's like being at a poker table and you fold every single hand and you look over at the guy who's went all in and played every hand and like, oh, he has a lot of money. I'm going to be mad at him. That's every other NFL general manager right now. The same with the tush push, the same with the offensive line, the same with Howie. It's like if you don't like it, stop it. Do something. Or whole, do what he's doing. <laughs> yes. The whole league had a chance, Lou. I think we forget about this. To trade for Lamar Jackson, who right now is having an MVP caliber season at this rate, and they didn't do it. And you're going to get mad that the Eagles got Jalen Carter. That's on you, Chicago. That's on you, Detroit, for trading down to get Jameer Gibbs when you could have drafted him to add with Aiden Hutchinson. That's on you, Mickey Loomis, for wanting Trevor Penning more than the chance to go and draft a Jalen Carter. That's on them. And now the Eagles can sit here, and we're, like I said, at the wedding complaining about the napkins being folded incorrectly because Jalen Hurts threw an interception on a leverage route that was the wrong way, and Jalen Hurts threw a pick on a, a forced read that he shouldn't have, and it's like, oh, if they clean those things up, it's a 20 out of well, 10 that's performance. And, you know, you mentioned before the show, like, what is this team's identity still? And I think we still know what their identity is. Like, whenever they want to be the best rushing offense in the league, and they want to be balanced, I think at one point it was like 30 pass plays to 29. It was pretty balanced throughout the game until they were trying to ice things out when they were up by multiple scores. But they're an elite offensive line with an elite run game and an elite rushing quarterback. They have an elite defensive line, especially this year on the interior. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jordan Davis looked amazing again today. So did Fletcher Cox. Tui Peloto gets a sack as well. That's what they are. They're elite in the trenches. They're an elite rushing team, and they're an elite pass rushing team. And they're getting still the deep explosive plays through the air. Just the difference is, and this is where you can look at it through a glass half full approach or glass half empty, they're committing self-inflicted wounds that they didn't last year. Right, Because they're doing all the same Mm -hmm. positive things they did from 2022, but you're seeing Jalen Hurts force the issue a lot more this year than last year. You're seeing suspect play calling, especially in the red zone, which and on third down, that doesn't make any sense. You're seeing drops and penalties, and that's where it's scary for the NFL that this team's 3-0 and they haven't fixed those things. But at the same time, the glass half-empty approach is they really need to get that fixed because when you play tougher teams later on, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender and really win a championship, you the passing game has to be the thing that carries you the majority of the time, at least I think. Let's go through it in the old moniker that I always look at. Do you win in spite of, with, yeah. or because of? The pass defense. You won because of, I, th- I would want to say today, right, Gino? Yeah. It was, I mean, Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown were incredible tonight. And I thought everybody else on the back end when they had to switch it up after that first drive did a, yeah. a pretty good job. I thought Josh Job. I mean, even though he is that weak point, he still holds his own. He's not like a, a Bradley Fletcher where it's like one after another, that domino if, effect. Gino, if you there. would have told me before the game, Mike Evans goes five for 60 in a touchdown and Godwin goes three for 32, I would have signed up for that every day. Every single day, right? So you say you won because of the pass defense today. Mm-hmm. That pick I from mean, Blankenship, oh my gosh. I mean, Rush defense and defensive line overall. I mean, you 38 that 20 yards, times over. 38 yards on 14 carries for Rashad White, only averaged 2.7 a carry. The run game on offense. Oh, yeah. You won because of it. DeAndre Swift, 16 for 130 today. The pass game on offense. I think you won with. I Not in spite with. of. Again, the... 
The first interception, a clear miscommunication between two new teammates, Hertz and Swift. I think Hertz clearly thought mm-hmm. Swift was breaking outside. Swift breaks inside instead. The second interception was bad, though. That was a Carson Wentz level play where Hertz is forcing the issue. It just wasn't there. He has done that two weeks in a row now, which makes me a little nervous, but I have to trust the majority of Hertz's career that he's aggressive but calculated, and I think he'll shake that off. But some of the other plays they were making, Gino, I thought this passing game, it wasn't bad. They were moving the ball pretty much whenever they wanted to in mm-hmm. this game. I mean, you look at the touchdown to Zacchaeus, that's one of Hertz's best plays of his career. So even the passing game, it was up and down, but it certainly wasn't this like 2020 level of just abysmal showing. You can't get to that Carson Wentz level of winning in spite of a player, right? And I right. don't think we've seen Jalen Hurts at that I don't that even level think that was Hurts tonight. He had 277 passing yards. We haven't seen it since 2020, probably 2021 in a few yeah. games, right? And I, I look at him now, and even when, like I said with Bradley Fletcher just a couple moments ago, the snowball effect, that's what it was with Carson, right? It was like even in that week one game where they go out and they're beating the heck out of Washington, he makes one mistake, then and it's then another it mistake. Yeah, and then Jalen doesn't with, do that. No, Jalen will come back, right? Like he'll get punched in the face, and he's like Nate Diaz where he's one of those sickos that's like, oh, I'll throw an interception. Oh, watch me evade three guys in the pocket, roll out across my body, have a free rusher coming in my face. He hits me. I deliver a first down. And then I do the exact same thing to throw for a touchdown. That's demoralizing to teams. And that's what they're going to remember. Those interceptions, those are moments. But those type of things that that you can't beat somebody. Like as hard as you hit Jalen Hurts, you can't beat this kid. In the Super Bowl, Lou. He has arguably the worst EPA play on offense of the Eagles all day in that fumble, but he yeah. also puts together a Hall of Fame performance. That's the thing. I do think if the turnover-worthy plays start to compile within a single game, then I'm going to be concerned. I don't like that mm. every single week now. It's becoming a habit that see he's having at least one bad turnover. That's four games in a row now if you want to go back to Super yeah, Bowl 57. Absolutely. But you're right, though. Like When he makes a mistake in these games against New England, against Minnesota, against Tampa Bay, it hasn't compiled where he's making them over and over again. Because I don't want to say those two interceptions were that result. Because the first mm-hmm. interception, I don't think, was a reckless play. Again, that was more of a miscommunication type of issue. I think so, too. And the play that the defender made, and who was it exactly? I know it wasn't a corner. Was it? I can't remember. It was one of the backups because they were down to their third and fourth corner. It was D Delaney. I mean, this kid made oh, an Delaney. unbelievable yeah. play. Like His ability to get to the ball mm. that quickly was wild. But still, Jalen Hurts, there were some missed throws at times where you're saying, Jalen, if you want to be considered like one of the greats, like you, you got to clean those up. And I think he will. I mean, there's even yeah. areas that you saw him clean up week to week. I mean, I, I think he's going through his reads a little bit more. There were times where he's just looking and he, and he sees his guy and he finds the open guy and he takes it. I mean, the OZ play, he had to wait for three guys to get open. To, that to was go an MVP caliber play. And Gino, by the way, he doesn't make that play, that throw two years ago. He probably bails from the pocket. The mm-hmm. patience he showed and the toughness to absorb that hit and put a rope over three in a honey hole. Like there were three different Buccaneers defenders boxing around OZ. And to put that on the money, again, that's the thing with this team. Jalen Hurts represents it, but this entire team, they're still, including Jalen, making the elite plays they normally do. Mm-hmm. They just got to clean up the mistakes, and then you'll start beating teams by more than 14 like they did. Yeah. Today, 25 to 11, you were right. You said it from the start of the show. There was never a moment in this game where you thought, Tampa Bay is on the Eagles level. 
they were moving the ball and they had to keep settling for field goals in the red zone or this score would have been way higher for sure. So again, things to be concerned about that they need to fix. But at the same time, I think the positive is they're still three and zero and winning convincingly despite having those problems because they are so damn talented. And I think that's a good thing for sure. And we'll continue to recap this game coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. 25-11, to 11, the final score on Monday Night Football over at Tampa Bay. Today's show is sponsored by Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health anymore. Nutrafol provides a whole-body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Their hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural, science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patent technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com men, take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. Take the first step to visibly thicker hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Again, Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL, Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on the postgame show. Week 3, 25-11, the final score. The Eagles take it over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, Gino, we finished off segment one talking about Jalen Hurts. And I, I do want to finish things up with Jalen. I do think some of it's on him. I think he's looking for the big shot at times when it's not there. I think today accuracy was an issue more than it was the first two weeks. But I will say some of it too, though, he still doesn't feel fully confident in this offense with Brian Johnson. It feels like a lot of it, though, is still on play calling. And when you look at some of the route concepts of these plays, like you look at the touchdown even to OZ before the first half ended, some of the routes that were going on, I just, again, situational play calling and just the route tree overall, I still scratch my head at exactly what they're doing. It feels a little too simplistic. And I know sometimes, like in this game, keeping it simple was key for like AJ Brown to have nine mm-hmm. catches and over 130 yards. But I don't know. I think there's definitely still work to be done with. I think the biggest thing for this team still is that Brian Johnson, Jalen Hurts relationship. I thought the best play that they had was a play out of the 2017 playbook uh, early on. Simple dump off to A.J. Brown on mesh. Two yeah. wide receivers cross in the shallow area. You pick out the one that's open and let him It's such a Doug Peterson play call, yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was great. I'm like, oh, here we go. Let's get the game going. And then they just made it more difficult on themselves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even honest. NFL pointed it out during the game like they're not doing these simple motions to get guys open and you go over and look at Miami and you're like this guy's playing Canadian football rules over here with how he's utilizing the the motions and it's like yeah winning man-on-man matchups is cool and all like seeing Devontae Smith moss a guy is awesome like seeing AJ Brown throw a guy down after yards after contact is great but seeing guys wide freaking open is also cool it just feels like you know they're 
Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just was about to. I was going to agree with you. It just feels like they're relying too much on execution and their talent versus the scheme actually helping these guys. Like, how awesome was that 2013 Eagles team? Whereas, like, Deshaun Jackson can run by anybody, but yeah. he's also going to be open because Chip Kelly is going to scheme this guy open every exactly. Single play. Yes, exactly. Like sometimes AJ wants to just get an easy dump off where he doesn't have mm-hmm. to run a clearing route to set up a play down the road. Right. And they're getting there. I think they're slowly getting into the rhythm. The second half, a lot better than that first half was. But one thing that I will say, Lou, is that when you're in some of these situations where it's the first drive of the game and you have an opportunity to get points and you turn it over on downs, you don't get a touchdown and you don't even get a field goal. The next drive you're in the red zone. You have an opportunity at a touchdown. Yeah. You take a field goal that happened multiple times today. It's happened multiple times over the first couple of weeks. The red zone is where you win games. Football ultimately comes down to just situations. Like they won the middle eight minutes today. They scored 17 points. Tampa Bay scored zero points. You get 10 before half because you score a touchdown. You get a turnover. You kick a field goal, right? Awesome. But you need to do that throughout a game. You can't just do that in stretches. No. Those three straight drives are four and out. Can't happen. These drives where you're in the red zone and you're moving backwards can't happen. Where you're at the four and don't get points cannot happen. And even when they scored touchdowns, you know, again, I feel like it was outside of Brian Johnson's structure. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at the two big plays to OZ at the end of the first half, that was Jalen Hurts improv, right? And yeah, even absolutely. in the second half, the passing game got a lot better, but it felt like it was more simplistic. It was just AJ Brown winning one-on-one matchups against a CB3. And that's huge. Again, you want most of it to be on your talent and execution, but you the 2013 comparison is great. It's like, yes, Deshaun Jackson, he did that from 2008 to 2012 before Chip came in, but Chip came in and made it a lot easier. It feels like when we're talking about like who we won with because of or in spite of, I think today they, they did win in spite of Brian Johnson, at least through the air. The ground game, again, they had your typical 15-plus play drives that just methodically killed clock and demoralized Tampa Bay. And it's incredible. This team gets to keep doing that over and over again, but the passing game, again, it got better and it was great to see AJ Brown ice the, the game with that third and 13 and the fourth and two conversions, but there's definitely still work to be done. So I think that's, again, it can be seen as a positive because they're still winning in dominant fashion. The only thing that scares me about it is, of course, when you play these great teams, Miami, yes. in a couple weeks, and yeah, I agree. Buffalo. One, you're going to have to get better scheming these guys. San Francisco, like, they look to, amazing right for now, sure. Too. But let's say the game is a whole pizza, right? And the more drives you have, is the more slices of pizza that you get. Let's say you only have six drives instead of ten because you are running it as much as possible, but on three of them, you kick a field goal rather than scoring a touchdown because your passing game couldn't capitalize. Well, that's what you're going to need, right? Like if you want to eat that whole pizza, you got to cash in on those opportunities. If you have less opportunities, you have to be more efficient. Where do you have to be the most efficient to capitalize? The red zone. It all makes sense. Like they know Mm -hmm. what the root cause is. It's just figuring out that solution. And we hoped that 11 day stretch would have helped a little bit more. I think they made some good adjustments throughout the game that really opened it up and leaned more on the the run game where they had to dedicate more to the box. That opens up the passing game. They'll get there. They will get there, Lou, because if you look at it, I know QB wins aren't a real thing, but Jalen Hurts has only lost one of his last 21 games with him at the helm, right? Like that's what you have to fall back on. 
Yeah, I agree. And again, 277 passing yards or yeah, passing yards, a touchdown, 28 yards on the ground and a touchdown. And we don't feel fully satisfied. That's a mm-hmm. pretty damn good quarterback and a pretty damn good team that you have high expectations for. If that doesn't make you feel super over the moon. And that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. great to see that this team, I think played the most consistent football they have all year. Not just, I mean, defense, the defense dominated for four quarters. And how about special teams like Britton Covey? setting you up with some great returns today. This was the most complete game, and I'm still like, they're not close to reaching their ceiling because, again, we know what the ceiling is. We saw last year's Eagles. Great day for the Camillary brand with uh, the safeties doing pretty good in the special teams. Yeah, man. How about Sidney Brown? I mean, first blowing up a screen and then a few plays later saving that touchdown against Mike Evans. Talk about range. I mean, my Lord. And that's a a great little thing to just lead us here into the, the final topic. Like, that's why they are here and that's why we hold them to these expectations is because these guys are doing their job. It's not like nobody is like a clear weak point, right? I think in week one, it was like, okay, there's clear problems. When James Bradbury's out last week, I think it was clear that yeah. Mario Goodrich isn't as good. Or like, like the linebackers against yeah, exactly. Hunter Henry and Mike Kosecki. But I thought, by the way, Zach Cunningham and Nick Morrow, they had another great game everybody's doing their job now. And that's why it's like the guys that aren't doing their job, you have to be held accountable. You said it multiple times on Twitter during the game. Like this offense owes the defense touchdowns. They did. And they they, did. these offensive guys better be picking up every single dinner that they go out to these first three weeks, because that defensive unit has won them the game, but the offense will get there. That's, that's the one thing coming into the year, Lou, that we're like, okay, even if things go wrong, we know that they probably can work their way out of a hole. Defense, it was like, yeah, yeah if they go I, bad, it can get sure. really bad. I don't see that for the offense. I think it's more encouraging that the defense is not the unit struggling because they're the ones mm-hmm. that dealt with way more changes here, new coordinator, more start, uh, more starters that leave, more injuries. The fact that the offense is the one that has a ways to go, I think that's a good thing because I think they have a better chance of getting it on track. Because they have the guys there. It's not, right. the, exactly. oh, we have to go and trade for Golden Tate. It's not one of those right. scenarios. Like if Cunningham right? and Morrow were terrible, you're like, well, we don't have anything else. And I don't know where else you're getting anything. Exactly. Like you or have Blankenship, like, you know, wasn't the guy that he is right now. When Dallas Goddard has his first huge game, and I mean, Devontae Smith is going to have another huge game. Like all these mm. questions are going to be put to bed, right? And AJ being upset about not getting targets, that wasn't a story tonight. He eats. It's all about just getting on the same page, not taking stupid penalties, not getting silly turnovers. They're they're so close, and that's why you have to contextualize it. And that's why the everydayers who hear us here know the story day in and day out. Because if you look at this, it's like, oh, they were in a close game with Tampa. It's like, oh, no, the Eagles never had less than, according to ESPN, a 63% chance to lose you this felt game that at way. any point in this game. And, and did you – I don't know if you agree. I, I didn't feel any sort of concern from – even when Tampa Bay pulled within two um, two touchdowns, I'm like, the, here comes that 10-plus play drive. And the fact that you can rely on that every single week, regardless of who your running back is, is just an unbelievable luxury that they've had for years now because of how incredible this offensive line is. It's like knowing that the sun's going to come up. It's like Eagles can run the football. They can do it. And we thought that Vita Vea would give them problems. The linebackers for Tampa would give them problems. Where was Vita? Like, I didn't hear his name one time. I mean, I heard Devin White's name one time. They erased them. All game. It's it's unbelievable. And Jeff Stoutland, 
Give him every key to every building in Philadelphia. Let him get free dinner, free drink. I mean, yeah, again, man, that was the, the best, number, uh, best guy in the world at his job. That was the number two rushing defense in the league, and you put up over 200 rushing yards on him. An incredible performance. We'll continue to recap the 25-11 win over Tampa Bay coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And here at Lockdown Eagles, you will know that the official sports book of LOE, the entire Lockdown Podcast Network, and number one in America is the sponsor here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. That is FanDuel. New customers right now. It's a little late to bet tonight, but get in on the action for Thursday night football, all the games Sunday and max Monday night. You'll get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. I mean, you're talking about 10, 20x, the Eagles run game over rush yards allowed. You're getting that much money with a $5 bet with $200 back in bonus bets. It's easy. You go bet spreads. Player props with us here at LOE3 every Friday. Overs, unders, anything you can imagine, FanDuel has it. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash on today to kick off this NFL season. It's going to be here all NFL season long, all year long, and hopefully forever here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, and America's number one sportsbook every day. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up the postgame show. A 25-11 to 11 win for the Birds over Tampa Bay to get to 3-0. and Gino, looking at the box score, again, the passing game, that's the area that still needs improvement. But 277 yards through the air for Jalen Hurts, a touchdown to Olamide Zacchaeus. A.J. Brown, though, you mentioned this before we took a break. Nine catches for 131 yards. This was the get-right game for A.J. after, you know, we all know what happened last week, 24 receiving yards against Minnesota. Clearly was not happy with his role on the sidelines. He said it wasn't about targets. I don't believe him. I think it was about targets. Today, he gets those nine catches. And as he should, it's A.J. Brown. He's one of the best in football. Man coverage against a third or fourth string corner. Of course you target that. But Mm -hmm. I like, and I don't think they were forcing him the ball because of what happened last week. But I do think that that is in their mind at times. And I think that's a good thing. Like last year, you look at week one against Detroit. Devontae Smith doesn't have a single catch. What happens against Minnesota? He has a big role in that football game. Week one this year against New England, Dallas Goddard doesn't have a single catch. What happens week two? Eight targets, six receptions. They wanted Dallas Goddard involved. This week after A.J. Brown's not very involved, nine catches for 131. Weapons that are stars, they're wired differently, and even in wins, they want to feel involved, and it's great that the Eagles are aware of that. Obviously, it doesn't matter how you win these games, who gets the ball as long as you score, but it kind of does matter when you have these personalities, when you have so many of them, you're trying to keep everybody happy. This is the the right approach, and I'm glad to see Brown was eating for four quarters. And it's just good to know that you have that ability to do that because if you're a team, let's say the Buffalo Bills, for example, right? Like take away Stephon Diggs. I don't think you're going to have that much success that you would have with just Devontae Smith with just Gabe Davis, right? Right. I mean, you could get by with Devontae if you needed to, but you have this luxury that it's like, okay, that's not working. We're going to go over here and do what is working. And that's to your point. But there's a luxury tax, Gino. There's there a luxury is a luxury tax. Ta- yeah, now you're getting into keep baseball terminology. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. But now you're getting into the territory where it's, we can do that to keep them happy. And it's not, oh, just because he's a diva. It's, oh, he's like really good and should be getting the ball. And we are doing a disservice and not right, giving both. him the football. And yeah. I think Devontae has a right to be, a little upset not getting more today. And even Dallas Goddard is going to have his game, but Jalen Hurts is so good 
at taking what is there in those moments when he doesn't, that's why it's surprising. And A.J. Brown, he waited. He got what he needed to today. He could have had more than he wanted to today. This whole offense isn't going to complain when they're putting up monster numbers in the pass game soon because teams are going to have to account for this run game. If you're just going to let the Eagles rush for 200 yards a game, good luck winning. You're going to have to try to take that away, right, Lou? And that's when the pass game opens up. Yeah, I agree. I think, again, this team is 3-0. and They played a complete game today. I think they've pretty much dominated. In all three games, the only reasons they were close were because of what Philadelphia wasn't doing versus what the other teams were doing. And again, you're still 3-0 and despite that fact. There is another level this team can get to that we know. Again, I said this on the show yesterday morning. This is not like the 2012 Eagles that were 3-1 and and you knew the wheels. It was a matter of when, not yeah. if, the wheels were going to fall off with that 3-1 and record. This team, it's the opposite. I'm like, they're 3-0 and and they should be doing way better. So I think that's, I'm going to take the glass half full approach. I think the passing game will get there. As you mentioned, they were better today than they were last week, and they were better last week than the week before. The steps aren't as big as we'd like. I think that big step, though, is coming. I thought it would be tonight, but I think it is coming. To win a marathon, you can't jump from mile one to mile 26, right? And that's that's the message that they preach inside of the building, too. And I know it's corny. I know it is. It's it's coach speak. It it drives me nuts, right, boys? Like, oh, we're 0-0 today. Let's go out and be one. But that's what the Eagles are, man. Like, every single week. It's not going to be what they put together in the game plan Monday through Saturday. It's the preparation. Because in those moments, like Jalen Hurts today, when things do go awry – Can you handle that pressure? And that's where the Eagles are the best because they do understand what this opportunity presents. They know that if they just do their job, they are good enough to beat just about anybody in this league. And if they play to what they could be, they're unstoppable. And again, I would be a little less patient if they had Shane Steichen still as their offensive coordinator. But absolutely, when you have a new play caller, again, there's going to be some growing pains. And I still don't know if Brian Brian Johnson might not be a good play caller. I'm still holding out hope that he is. But that could be a matter of the fact, too, that the the offense has to overcome. So we'll see what happens. But right now they're 3-0. A win is a win. 25-11, to the final score over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gino and I, we've got stock up, stock down coming for you tomorrow. So we will continue to recap this game right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.